Jonathan, welcome to my Tesla. Well, it's not mine. I'm borrowing it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jess. Good to be here. Um, thanks for doing this. This this kind of sparked off the back of the other day when we were chatting about freedom. Yeah. And I was fascinated to hear like your journey with like finding freedom inside yourself, mm. and at what points you discovered it. Like, but to begin with, I'd love to know like just the the background of sure. everything to that got you up to the point you are right now personally in your yeah, life. sure. Look, it really started when I was 10. I was just, you know, from that age, absolutely determined to be successful and mm. find my own way and make sure I, you know, had the autonomy that I wanted in my life. Yeah. Um, I always admired the wealthy and, you know, how their success and how they got there. Yeah. So I started selling papers on the street at 10. Wow. It was very successful. I mean, it was, <laughs> paper at the time was 40 cents. Everyone gave me a dollar or two dollars yeah. And, you know, I was making, I think at the time my pocket money was $2 a week, and then I was making $100 a week doing this. Wow. And that's really how I saved up to buy my first house, yeah. in Bentley. Wow. I then subdivided that house. How old were you when you did that? I was 19. 19, bloody hell. Yeah. And then that's really how my development business, construction business started. I did those two, then I was doing threes, then I was doing fours, and, you know, 25 years later, we're doing thousands. <laughs> Um, but it was Amazing. a big road, a huge sacrifice, enormous. You know, I lost my teens, twenties, thirties. Didn't travel, didn't have a lot of life experience. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have a lot of you know personal relationships. It was all about business, success, money, achievement. Right. Um, and that was completely induced by your own motivations. Like no one, you felt like no, your father or anyone implement that on you. No, not really. But I mean, there was a bit of a motivator there because. I grew up in a very academic family, and mm. academic success was, was what was considered successful and what was admired. Mm. I wasn't the traditional academic student, mm. so um, you know, I wanted to prove, prove my father wrong that you could still you know, be really successful and achieve a lot without that kind of success. Success can come in many, many ways. Yeah. So there was a, a driving force or a motivator there from family, mm. but not my family. I didn't grow up in a successful, wealthy family by mm. any means. Mm-hmm. So, how much what percentage of your motivator? Like, how much was the percentage of that? I think that I was already, say, motivated. Maybe 50%, 60% was just within. It was innate. Yeah. But then there was a real driving force that was, you know, had real control of me, I would say, was that, you know, to prove prove the family wrong. <laughs> Which it. sounds good, but it was actually, it's not a good way. You know, it was like someone had me from the back of the neck. It's too much. It's so interesting. I can relate to that. Like, because oh, really? that feeling, I feel like my father said, you, work is work and you're not meant to enjoy it. You just oh. do it to make money. Yes. And I'm, I'm like, no, I want to love doing what I do every day. It's a lot of time spent. I want it to be enjoyable. So yeah. I was very wired by that as well. Like, I'm sure. going to have fucking fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Okay. Well, so, you have, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> but it's, but that was quite a strong motivator and it felt so satisfying when you get it. But then your father doesn't really mind <laughs> because oh, he's right. like, it was that with you as well? Did you feel, was there a point where you're like, go, hey, dad, uh, look what I did? Look, actually, I lost my dad when I was 21. So oh, really I was so. kind of proving it to someone that I could never really prove it to. <laughs> He was gone, so oh, you know, I had to go through quite a process to let that go. Yeah, bet. And that's really been part of it, you know, like you said, the freedom. When you're controlled by something or motivated by something that you don't have control of, yep. then that's the opposite of being free. Yes, right. So then, so that your process of finding your freedom was was going through your mind and going, this particular thing is motivating me, therefore inhibiting me or shackling me. 
Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, well, you know, I think we all look at, you know, finances and, you know, becoming financially successful that all give us freedom. For me, it was kind of the opposite. The more successful I got, the more motivated I got, the more I was controlled by it. And, you know, I felt like I had to achieve more and create more and do more. Mm-hmm. But that was controlling me. And, right. you know, my success, you know, then I felt was defined by my success. Right. If you're defined by something like that, not yourself internally, then it's a very dangerous place to be because if that doesn't do well, yeah. business doesn't do well, which sometimes you're not in control of like now. Yep. You know, I felt like if my business was going to fail, I thought I was going to die. It really? felt the same. Yeah, really? It was that hectic. It really was. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it felt like that. And there were times, you know, throughout the 25 years of business that I certainly thought, it would fail. So that's a bit, that, the only thing I can draw parallel, that's amazing. So it's, it's that how interlocked you are with your, your sense of identity with yes. that particular thing. And I suppose it's slowly unstitching that, that tether or that connectedness to where you draw, derive your worth. So well, it was a big, I mean, it sounds, it's not as simple as that. It was a big process that I've gone through because I realized that, you know, there's a lot more to life than money and success and, you know, achievements and, you know, what I was trying to do. Yeah. I wanted to start to enjoy what it, everything else that this amazing life has to offer. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be able to do that until I let go of this burning desire to succeed every single day. It's <laughs> amazing. It's a burning. It really was. Savage. It really is. But, you know, since being able to let that go and then, you know, find more value in myself and not just value by what I create, mm. you know, the, the sense of freedom is incredible. Really? I'm so much happier and, yeah, and can look at, you know, many other things to get enjoyment from and motivated from and look forward to that isn't just what I can, what my abilities are to create. Right. Because, I mean, that, that, that can be a, a healthy motivator as well, you know, like within a certain calibration of it. Like, there's a healthy amount of um, feeling great when you're being productive. Sure. Like, and because the other end of the spectrum is being unproductive and not feeling that good either. You know, like, I suppose... It's a spectrum, yeah. isn't it? Look, like and, I mean, I, I talk about balance. I always hated this word balance because mm. I thought if you have balance, there's no way you can have true success. Right. You know, you look at an Olympian or an AFL footballer, they don't live a balanced life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't just go and eat whatever they want or do whatever they want or party or travel. Yeah. They're controlled and, you know, have to be so committed to, to that goal that they're on that it doesn't allow balance. But I actually think now you're not successful without balance. Right, because you really do, not. Because you term success to be um, like a, a variety of lively activities. That's right. No, not one. Yeah. And, you know, not be controlled by it. Be, you know, allow yourself to have, you know, freedoms to enjoy and explore, mm-hmm. you know, all parts of life, not just, not just one. Mm-hmm. Where if you're you know, so motivated by one thing, you know, it's not, it's not actually that enjoyable. No. And, you know, it's actually, you know, I felt tormented by it in the end because I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't feel good about myself unless I did another project and created more and did something bigger. Right. And then I finally realized that, you know, it's not, it's not actually going to ever really fulfill me. It wasn't ever chasing. Really? What was never going to really fulfill. That's so fascinating. And then, so, can you, have you got any like specific examples where there are actual moments where you, like, say, went to do another project but decided, made a conscious decision not to, say, or whatever it might be, mm. um, and then had that moment of elation or f- the sense of freedom of, sure. like, is there any kind of... It really that? started where I sort of became enlightened by it or really thought, just I've got to start to make an effort to 
pull myself out of this mindset was I got to Christmas one year mm. and I think my business had four times over the year. Mm. You know, I had incredible success mm. and I got to the end of the year and was devastated with the year. I couldn't be more unhappy with the year. So I realized that it was just insatiable. Right. There was probably more I could have done or there were some mistakes I'd made and, you know, I was looking at all of those rather than looking at what we had created. Right. And I realized that there was never going to be enough to make myself feel great and fulfilled. It always had to be more. Right. And so then, you know, I got a business coach in. We really went through the process of recognizing what, what I had achieved, what I did do, and then go through a process of, you know, letting this go, that letting the letting this, this hold on me go. Mm. So, which then allowed me to, you know, slow it down and not take on that next project or not buy that next business or, mm. you know, just take a breath mm. Mm. and look at things a little bit more strategically as well. Yeah. But, you know, because it can take a huge amount of courage to grow a big business, but believe yeah. me, it takes a lot more courage to slow one down. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's been way harder. Why, why, why? What are the questions or the things that could happen to your mind? Well, because you're saying no to more success or more money or more achievement. And you've got momentum. More people. And you're getting, you're having to, you know, stand people down. It's almost, it feels like failure. Right. So it's a bit like an analogy of like a train takes time to build speed. And then once you've got the momentum, it's, it takes a lot of effort to put the brakes on. Huge amount. Yeah, because you've got so much weight. Even mentally, it. though, just to say I'm prepared to do less. Right. When you've been known, and you know, because your the, ego would go, "What the fuck?" Oh, absolutely. It's like, what? Why no? What? What are the new rules? Like, well, I'm no longer that person. People say, "Oh, Jonathan Helen, and he does this." Yeah. Well, Jonathan Helen doesn't do that anymore. Right. That's a confronting thing to to feel that because <laughs> you're not you just, that person. Yeah, anymore. I bet because certain people would also remind you of that and trigger that probably. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. Like, because that's yeah. their association with you. Definitely. Yeah, and as I said, that's how I completely defined myself. So, it was how, success. so that Christmas, how how many years ago was that? When Look, was that's that? about five years ago. Five now. years, right? And that's been a five-year process, really, right. of slowing it down, slowing it down, and still, you know, feeling val- value in myself and feeling good about myself. And mm-hmm. as I said, from that is a much greater sense of freedom than you could even <laughs> contemplate through success and money. <laughs> Money could never give me the freedom that I've got now. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Mm. I think that's just such an incredible story to hear because it's, I mean, it's like, I've heard it from first hand for a number of people mm. that have had that kind of similar awakening, like like through pop culture, say, and celebrity, yeah. and then realizing yes. it's completely futile, futile mm. and, yeah. and fruitless. And, and, Definitely. And I suppose it's like, but there is, I suppose, value when it's driven in a healthy way isn't there like because it's like because you're in a position now of how we can employ people and determine mm. people's livelihoods and that's that's a oh, look, beautiful there's thing there's an enormous amount of reward from it yeah I, one of my best friends in LA he reminds me of myself so much mm. and I talk to him about this and he says oh don't tell me this I don't want to I don't want to change because this is why I'm successful this is my motivator this is what gets me out of bed every day mm. you know, don't don't change me <laughs> yeah yeah and the truth is when you're that focused and that controlled by something and you personally are defined by it yeah. there's nothing that will create more success since that again there's that nothing that will create more success than having been controlled like I was or defining yourself like I was because you, the belief is that if you don't have success that you're going to lose yourself right 
But if you're defined by success and you're going to lose your success, you, you're worthless. Yes. Yeah. You're not going to be worthless. You'll fight yeah. like you'll give up anything for that. Yes. So it does create enormous success. Right. But the success doesn't create fulfillment. Right. That's or freedom. When you're controlled by something, there's no freedom in that at all. And it's an awful feeling constantly, 24-7, being controlled by something that you, know, you have no control of. It's so fascinating. It's, yeah, it's it not. It's not. It's, it creates enormous success, but it's not. It's not a place that I would ever, you know, train someone to get themselves into or find themselves. <laughs> it's not a happy place. <laughs> so, what would you, if you were your nineteen-year-old self again, or like a ten-year-old self, or whatever, like, what would be the if you had to sit down with your future self at age yeah. ten, say, yeah, your current self, what would the conversation look like? What would you be saying to them? Um, ten-year-old. Jonathan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just that to, you know, find more in life than business and money and success. Achievements is not what's going to, you know, fulfill you. I now think it's, you know, connections and relationships with people mm. that all give me the, you know, or that do give me the greatest reward in life now. Mm. It's not, not, not that I don't want to have business. I'll always have it. And I love it and enjoy it. And there is so much reward from it, like you've been mm. saying. Mm. Um, I think especially in property where we can stand back and we'll look at these legacies of these buildings we drive past for the rest of our lives. Mm. It's rewarded me enormously. Mm. But it's also taken a lot. And mm. I would say to him that, you know, enjoy your life along the way. You know, have relationships, travel, you know, ex- have lots of life experience. Mm. You know, I remember I'm a 40-year-old and people just say I was so naive in so many ways that I just, because my whole life was... How do I become successful in business? And I was an incredible businessman. Mm. But you put me socially. Mm. I was actually really naive. Right. In what way? Just not seeing how people might take advantage of me or um, not understand dynamics of relationships or, right. you know, things that just seem so simple to most because they've lived, lived and experienced and had all of these things that I hadn't had. Right. Or yes. hadn't focused on or they weren't important to me. Gotcha. So did you, did you do much travel? Like, did you go overseas? No, not yeah. much at all. Yeah. Or if I did, it would be just for like three or four days, go there, everything was completely planned, get home back to work. Gotcha. I never actually traveled without very strict time frames, very strict plans. Right, wow. It's incredible. It's fascinating to... So do you have... How much of that do you feel like you've resolved inside yourself? Because like you say, it's a five-year process and yeah. you've gone through it, like A amount or B amount, or whatever the metric is. How... Do you feel still feel triggered by things that come up, or do you still feel like that um, insatiable clinginess? Because yeah, I suppose it, that's what it does. It'll isn't never it? ever leave. No. I, mean, it's, I think it's a bit like a, an addict to something it's yeah. with them for the rest of their life. I mean, I can feel it now because we're not as productive because of you know the, the whole COVID situation, all the restrictions. But mm. it's not in control of me. I can right. calm it and I can say no. I'm going away or. I'm going to travel or no, I'll go out for dinner tonight or yep. I'm going to sleep in on the weekend or yeah, yeah. I'm in control of it now. Right. But it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still think, oh, maybe, you know, in three or four years' time, I'll gear it all up and go again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? But I just hope that I'll do it in a more controlled way, in a more balanced way that yeah. allow me to, to do it, but maybe 20% less and enjoy the whole process. Right. What, what does the voice say? Like the ego voice. Oh, you... just you're not doing enough. You're a failure. And it's not good enough. You could have done more. Right. And, that, and you hear those words in your brain. 
Um, you it's, not, it's not a voice talking to me, it's a feeling. <laughs> I'm not trying to paint you as an insane dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's alright. Probably that's... was a bit insane, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. But that's what happens for me. Like my anxiety is a voice. Like it's this, it's this, yeah. or the ego is this voice that's is saying you're not good enough unless you do such and such. Mm, but okay. but it, it's, I suppose it's more of a sense of that than it is the words. I suppose, isn't it? It's a feeling of it than me saying it to myself. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. But it's not a voice. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's with it was very very strong with me twenty four seven. I never didn't have it. Right. And the issue was then if I pulled myself out, went on a holiday. By the time I'd been on holiday for three or four days, I was that stressed <laughs> that I, you know, I could barely speak after four or five days holiday. <laughs> Seriously, it was that full on. Well, yeah. is that because it's all coming to the surface? Or, or just I'm feeling so, so much guilt and so much anxiety around not achieving, not being productive. Right. And not being in control of the business. Right. When I'm not there, I couldn't be as in control. Right. You know, when I was probably at the peak of it, I was an absolute tyrant. I was over every detail, and no one could ever do enough. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't probably good leadership, but it was, it created enormous success. Right. And efficiency and process, because I was so in control of every aspect. Wow, wow. I couldn't not be. And so you're saying in that process, the, the things that you sacrificed were like, I suppose, connections with your colleagues or connections with people you employed or Absolutely. connections with your family or friends and stuff. Is that the things yeah. that you feel like you lost? Absolutely. I wasn't really mm. closely connected to anybody. Mm. It was all just about, you know, how to be more productive. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I certainly would have been a very interesting person to be around because it was too one-dimensional. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's not that interesting after what business. <laughs> But have, to me, it was my whole life. Yeah. Mm. Have you had any friends that have, um, I'm sure you have, but like people that have been through, been with you through it all and um, like uh, you feel like, no, you like family? You know, those people yeah. that... Look, I've got school friends and, mm. you know, a couple of very, very close friends that have certainly been through it all with me. Mm. And, you know, I think they much prefer me now than <laughs> when I was at the peak of business. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's a, there is the other side of it, though, and they say to me, yeah, sure, Johnny, you've been through all of that, but now you're free and you can make any choice you want and do anything you want whenever you like because I did have that success and I've been yeah. able to, you know, financially have complete freedom now. Yeah. Um, Which is amazing. It is. It is. And that is incredible, but it's just not all life's about. Right. I think a lot of people are driving and striving for something that they think will give them a sense of fulfillment and freedom. Yeah. You know, I think that as long as you can do that without sacrificing too much, go mm. for it. Mm. But if you're sacrificing everything to do it, mm. then you know I do not recommend it at all. Right. I highly, highly recommend against it. <laughs> so you're an advocate for against yeah, it. Yeah, I really am. I am now. <laughs> and yeah. what what would you like? Would you say is it cognitive behaviour therapy? Like, do you say particular things to your um, that that insatiable sense inside yourself? Like, oh no, I am, I am enough, or yes. like, or what, do you do you have diet? You know, does that work for you, or what's what's a practical sure. psychological it's tool? It's more around that when you place so much value on success, that much value, like I said, it's almost like life or death. Mm. That you're not actually placing any value on yourself. So it's been about. Realizing, well, what am I good at? What can I offer people? And realizing that even if I lost all my wealth and lost everything that could ever be taken from me, mm. I still have value. I'm still a good person. Mm. You know, mm. fun to be around and interesting. Mm. I've got all these life experiences to be able to share. Mm. 
that I can never lose everything. Yeah, right. That's you can't nice. take me. You can take everything else and, you know, ah. your know, business could take... You can't you take know, your stories. You can, yeah, <laughs> you just can't, you can't take me away from it. So, well, no one can take me away from me. Yes. And I'll still be left with that and all of that knowledge. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, really that's cool. okay. That will be okay. So I don't need to live in this crazy fear of, what, you know, what if I lose? Yeah. That's, an, that's a really nice way to put it. It's more around that thought process than, you know, you know, going through Jonathan, calm down or stop or yeah, you don't need yeah. to. It's, a, gotcha. it's more of self-development. So I think that's like a way more sustainable. But, and it goes to the, mainly because it goes to the roots of it, it sounds like. You know, like if you if you create a new value, like say why you're valuable, mm. you, it's not an insecure Situate, like it's a very insecure thing to be for it to be clinging on this external thing, but then when you're saying internally, my yeah. values are this because I'm this, yeah. I'm intrinsically that no yeah. one can ever take that away from That's you. That's right, like you, like who you are as a person is completely unique, yeah. and it's it's in and of itself, like it's not a you know, like it's not determined by almost your actions maybe or i suppose it is i mean some of the but it's like it's like it's like the memory of a computer or like you know like it's it's your accumulated value is through i suppose who you are innate which is just like your person but also the accumulation of your experiences yeah it's coming from from within it's not relying on anything external Mm -hmm. i don't have to do anything more to to feel enough Mm. it already is and like i said if all my external you know, achievements are taken, I'm still okay. I'll be fine. Mm. And that allows me then to be calm and, you know, take the day off work. Yeah. <laughs> go do something fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. It's such a, man, that's a, do you do meditation? Like, do you do things to... I've tried to meditate more, a lot. And I, I wish I could get better at it. You know, but I have a, I still have a, a routine. You know, I exercise twice a day. Yeah. I'm on a routine when I'm up at six o'clock in the morning and out doing laps of the tan and you know I have personal training and um, so I'm still I've still got a, a routine for the day yeah but as again it's around health and fitness and you know clearing my mind for the day it's yeah. not about torturing myself to get to work and get productive and yeah you know get through 10 meetings and buy another few sites and, yeah yeah you know it's not it's not around you know what I had to have achieved for the day it is around you know this whole health and fitness thing that I'm on at the moment, it's been amazing for my mind, Has clarity, it? and yeah, and just feeling great about myself. Yeah. Without having to achieve again, That's or having right. to do anything, which I think's been really thank God I have because mm. through this time, it's so confronting. Mm-hmm. I have so many businesses right at the moment that are closed. Mm. Um, you know, things that have taken years and years to create, mm. to watch them close, it's been so confronting. Mm. But I'm able just to sort of be very philosophical about it, really calm about it. It's not torturing me or really even upsetting me. Mm. It's disappointing, but it's not, you know, it's not overrunning my happiness. Mm, that's so great. Yeah, where I knew if this, if I was in this position five years ago, I would have been in you know, a torturous state of <laughs> despair because everything that I'm creating is not open and not running yeah. and not profitable. And, yeah. you know, I don't know how well I would have coped. Yeah, wow. Do you mentor people like through to, to, through this kind of similar yeah. process? Yeah, I do. I run a. I'm always mentoring a number of people. It's something yeah. I really enjoy. Yeah. Something that really I've been able to help a lot of people with, you know, realizing 
some of the secrets to success and mm. what they've been and, and you know talk a bit about what we're talking about today and realize that you can still do it mm. and you know have a lot else in your life and mm. do it with happiness and joy and without so much fear mm. do you um is there like do you have new goals in terms of your work now it, it, not in the sense of like the way you do it but like di- different types of projects look i really only do anything business for me i have to have a real passion for yeah and i have to love the people that i do the business with right um so Mine's a lot about lifestyle. Like I've really started investing a lot in LA. Yep. LA's a second home to me. I've got an amazing friendship group there. Some of my closest people are there now. Yeah. Um, I'm opening a number of businesses in the hospitality area there. Yep. Talking about other, you know, doing some property development there, hotels, that sort of thing. Yep. But again, it's, it's choices around connections with people, creating a product that I love, being mm. really passionate about it. Mm. It's not about, you know, driving myself to, to a limit of, mm. uh, you know, creating another tower or, you know, pushing myself outside my boundaries. Mm, mm. I want to be within my boundaries for a while and just, you know, be, live a much calmer business life. Mm. The business side of my life is much, much calmer now. Mm. I'm not driving it. I probably will again one day, mm. but at the moment it's it's just about, you know, allowing, knowing that I, if I want to go on holiday, I want to better go and do something once this time's over, mm. I'll have the choice to do it and enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm. Anything's going to take that away, I won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's like you go into it with like knowing what will keep you happy. That's right. And the business, I think any business, it's really stressful and it's really hard. Australia is an incredibly competitive and sophisticated market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not easy to be successful. So in anything that I look at, I also look at well, what's the stress factor? Mm-hmm. How much time and energy and is it going to take from me? My, you know, my freedom to life, my life choices outside of work. Mm-hmm. My life is my life. Work balance is sixty or seventy percent life, thirty percent work now. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, well. yeah it's definitely. With the other time, all the other time would have been ninety-five percent work. Wow, that's a good, that's a really good ratio. Well, it is. Yeah, but I mean, that's because I've been able to have the success I've had to have those yeah. choices now. Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. So what when so the so the exercise and the routine do you? speak a lot of volumes of that but like do you, do you think that's a really necessary part about maintaining your well-being I guess or your happiness is having that kind of routine oh, for me absolutely it gives me you know it's you know underestimated how valuable it's been really like, yeah the health and fitness side of my life it's actually an area of business that I'm wanting to get into right I'm looking at buying gyms and maybe even a healthwear business mm. um, it's yeah fundamental Monday to Friday, I don't ever miss a morning. Mm. Some some weekends I do, but it's it's yeah, it's just giving me such clarity. It's mm. you know, so much more happiness. Mm. It's hard. The workout. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. Yeah. yeah, keeping really fit and healthy and all the eating program. But I've been doing it now for so long. It's just it's part of my life, and you know, won't be changing it now. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think the. You know, I always talk about the fat-cat 80s businessman that was unhealthy and mm. not inspirational and an mm. absolute tyrant. 
you can't be that now. You need to be an inspirational leader, I think. Yeah. People want to be inspired by you in all your facets of life. Mm. When you are that, you get the best people working for you and mm. people wanting to work with you and mm. want people wanting to lend you money or be part of it or do ventures with you because you become this inspirational person with your health, your fit, mm. inspirational. People want to be part of that. Mm. Mm. That makes life a lot easier. Mm. And it's the food's a massive part of that because what you feed in your brain as well, right? Absolutely, food yeah. is food's eighty percent of it. Yeah, of the you know, being fit and healthy, I think. Have you got any like it was any books or people that you follow that gave you really good knowledge on that stuff? Um, look, it's really been my trainers. I've had the personal yeah. trainers, you know, different ones over the last fifteen years. Yeah, and um, it's just been bits and pieces of their knowledge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've got lots of tricks and lots of things that I recommend friends and family to do mm. that want to start the process because mm. again I want to be able to you want to be able to do it happily mm. I think if you think you're on a diet and you're fighting against it the whole time then you know it's not sustainable yeah. it's not happy yeah I only want to do it if I'm you know loving every moment of it yeah yeah so if you had to define freedom like in a sentence or a paragraph what would you how would you if it's a pretty simple one it's just having choice and I think it's too lightly used just having lots of money doesn't necessarily give you choice right because what what was it that created that or got you that position you know a lot of very wealthy very unhappy people Mm -hmm. it doesn't doesn't make you happy or fulfilled Mm -hmm. so it's about choice but it's also about really thinking about well what what does what what am i passionate about what what do i love doing what does create happiness when am i my most happy Mm. Um, and that needs to have a sense of achievement, you know, from. Mm. I can't think it's just being on holiday the whole time. Mm. But I think it's, you know, uh, really looking at in, inward and who you are and what what you think is going to fulfil you. Mm. Then making the choices to live by that. Mm. And so, therefore, like, it's kind of like your, 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 how you define success is also completely changed now. Like, completely. But absolutely. So that that's a, like... That's linked to freedom. Like if you're saying that success is the ability to have choice, I guess success is the ability to be feel free. Um, yeah, it, look, it is, and it's certainly not success. It's just because I've got a lot of money. Mm. It's not about that. I think you know some you know some of my friends that are not successful at all financially live you know incredibly fulfilled, happy, successful lives. Mm, mm, mm. Absolutely, and I look at them very successful if they're living. You know, a happy, fulfilled life mm. without, you know, having huge financial success. You know, I admire that. Mm. I really do. You know, mm. so my, a lot of my closest people are not financially successful. Mm. They have a huge amount of reward from being around them. They've and, taught me a lot. And the, what, I'd like to know a bit about the connections of the human relationships because I can, I can relate to that as like mm. the most fulfilling aspect of life is just like my relationship with my partner or mm. relationship with certain friends and like doing things, gifting them little things that it, not necessarily lots of money, but just yeah. like moments, giving them moments that, sure. that and I find, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> giving them, giving them little moments of joy. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, like that one. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good time with it. Um, yeah. No, like giving, you know, that I find, the, the that those moments it's like shared moments right I suppose that's what that, I mean a lot of like enlightened people talk about mm. is like creating shared moments where that's kind of what love is like a shared moment of unity like you you're basically seeing self in other 
So like you having that moment where you're looking at each other and going, I am you, you are me, we're, we're the same or like there's some kind of like transcendent connective, connectivity. Yeah, but I mean, it's a process to get to that place. Mm. That's something. Yeah, that I... it's like letting go of, like, I mean, for example, when you disagree with your partner or something, that's a, a, something that might be the precursor to the point of unity because you oh, need to talk yeah. about it or resolve sure. it. Oh, I've always said, you know, to have a deep relationship with someone, you often need to have an argument with them. <laughs> yeah. Out, even in business. Yeah. Once I've had a disagreement with someone or a, a run-in with them, afterward, once we've got through it, our relationship was so much stronger than before it. But, you know, That's I think so it's true. about being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, being yeah. really willing to open up and yeah. share your true thoughts and all your fears. And, you know, it's a bit like if you go to a party and someone says, oh, I've just been in Hollywood and I've been on the boat with Leonardo and I was in the mm. south of mm. France. <laughs> Compared to if you meet someone and they've shared something vulnerable with you or something's going on in their life and mm. there's a bit more depth, mm. you leave that party and think, well, who would I like to catch up with next yeah, week? The person yeah. was more vulnerable with me and shared a bit yeah. or this guy that just everything's amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You don't ever want to see that person again because you don't give a shit with it, what they've done. Yeah. But somebody that you, know, you can actually can connect be, with. Yeah. Was there's, it, no it's, there's, no precious, there's no preciousness to what they're offering you, I guess, is there? Nothing. Like, it's not, really it's like, not even true anyway. Yeah. If yeah. anyone's life just seems absolutely perfect, no one's is. It's not true. Yeah. There's nothing to connect to. Yeah. Where, you know, being able to be vulnerable, you know, I think it's a strength, not a weakness. Yeah. Yeah. In all aspects of life, actually, even in, in the business world, you know, the people that have been able to be, be the most vulnerable in my business are the people that I've taken the furthest. Right. And what do you mean vulnerable with my business? What is that? Well, mean? in business, a bit like if I'm in a... If I'm presenting it, you know, uh, to a board, yeah. and everyone just nods their head in agreement, even if I'm explaining something that's incredibly gotcha. complex, the person that says, "Hey, Jonathan, I've got no idea what you're talking about. Please yeah. explain it again." Yeah, they might be a person that should actually understand it. Yeah, that's a pretty vulnerable place to be. Yes, but I look at that person as the most powerful person. It's real. Around. It's real as shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're the powerful one because they're yeah. able to admit they don't get it, and they're not going to leave the room until they do get it. Yeah. So their vulnerability allowed them to be much more powerful. Yeah, it's really cool. And be much more connected and believable and, you know, trustworthy. trustworthy. All of these yeah. things. You know, the amount of time to see someone nodding their head, oh, yeah, sure, ask them about it later. And they've got absolutely no idea. Right. What do you think, what's that characteristic that of, of like, it requires? Because it's hard to find good talent or good people mm. to work with because there is a lot of, like, I feel like it's, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a large percentage the, the percentage of people that are genuinely enthused and passionate about what they do mm. is very small. So therefore, like the percentage of people that are actually really happy and motivated and are good to work with, mm. it's they're hard to find. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, just that just takes time, and I mean, it's about finding like-minded people, mm. you know, that are you know driven by the right things. That's mm. you know, my That's obviously changed a lot over time as well. Mm. Mm. So do you, do you have like um, relationships that you like have the most depth with, you know, like is that family members or partners or because I, I like I love that, that having real relationships and I've yeah. gone through phases of being like good at it, I guess, in sense of like yeah, sure. being like really it's a high value of mine to sometimes not really caring about it and, and messing up relationships because of it. Okay. But like there, I think it's something that you're always kind of working on because it's, it is hard to be vulnerable and it's, I mean, it's hard so much as like, um, I don't know, like I grew up in a church that was like our, our it was essentially a cult okay. and the, the premise of it was like absolute vulnerability and openness of everyone. So it was like this, I did that until I was 24 mm. and my com- tight knit community was like, 
I was closest to them out of anyone in the world, and I mm. felt, and therefore by consequence, I felt completely disconnected of everyone else because oh. only that group of people I could have a deep, vulnerable, mm. um, raw relationship with. Okay. But that I had that ability really well tuned because I grew up with it, mm. which is of Fair of valuable. being real, real and open and mm. vulnerable. But um, once I left, I like felt completely alone because no one else I couldn't do it with anyone I didn't know but how you to do it use that skill outside no I'm not because it was completely premised on the same belief of believing that we're married to Jesus and okay. we're the most precious people in the world okay. so it's like quite oh. unhealthy on what the foundation okay, so other people couldn't really understand or connect to that no because that was the premise for doing it so then when I try to do it with someone else I would either be an overshare or completely vulnerable and they'll be like what the fuck like okay. it, it, it okay. took some calibrating to, yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. some people really liked it and you even how to do that now yeah now I've, I've I settled into it and okay. but it's it's still like it's not like i suppose when you you have an agreement with someone else which mm. like our onset agreement is that we're in we're, we're in the same purpose in this life yes yeah. but when you like with other friends it's like you don't have that agreement you I suppose. maybe you do maybe you have to create your own we have to create your I own it's about finding the common you know I've always found it in you know having conversations even like this and sharing sharing maybe a bit more than than most would yeah you know and that, I think that's about being you know that's the word vulnerability is being okay that you know even though people look at you and say oh my god you're so successful you've achieved so much I want to be just like that but sharing the real side of it mm. then you know, other people say, well, geez, you know, I can relate to that. I can relate to you. Mm. Um, I've been able to, you know, but that, you know, it's only, I've only really started to have in-depth, deep, valuable friendships and connections in the last four or five years. Right. Because the rest of it was just, you know, not real. Yeah. You know, be, you know being in that just business, business mind is, it's not really attractive. Yeah. It's not that interesting. Mm, mm. So you've, you found the interest in the, um, the gold in, I suppose, like just being soft and open, and and how do you find those people? Like, like obviously you know, but like, and I've done this as well. Like, put my guard right down, and mm. then it, you feel like a fool because because oh, some people yeah. don't always meet you there, so it's like that sure. kind of like. And but that's okay. I think yeah. not of it's all. It's not always going to work. Yeah, yeah. And they're not your right. They're not your people. Then. Yeah, yeah. So look, it's been a long process, but it's it's having the time with these people to even have those conversations, yeah. and you know. It's holiday with them or weekend with them. It's not just meet them for a drink and think you're going to create this depth, yeah. great in-depth relationship. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which so, I've had. And been able to just, you know, hang with people and spend... It, they become my priority. Mm. Rather, my priority being the work. My yeah. relationships are my priority. So, if they're my priority, then they're built into these, you know, beautiful, caring friendships. Right. Mm. And then... It's just like, I suppose the value of that to analyze it further is just like just having great experiences. Like if, if you if you had to derive what you think is valuable, it's having great experiences with people and connection. Great and diverse life experience. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and friendships, relationships, you know, love connections, all of it. Mm, That's mm, where, you know, mm. become a interesting, unique, valuable person. Mm, I think. Mm. That's a successful person. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, thank you so much for opening up and putting yeah. your heart on your sleeve and sharing everything. No problem, you. anytime. Jess. I really Good to it. see you. <laughs> Cheers. Man. See you soon, buddy. <laughs>